Nope. Cheers to episode 68. Cheers. Cheers. Oh, yeah. Look at this little guy. It's called Fruit Smash Tropical Hulk Smash Punch. It's got to be good. Is it, is it gross? It's pretty solid. It tastes like a different seltzer. I just can't think of it. But wait, there's more. Fruit Smash Pink Lemonade. I want to try to be better. I want to try both flavors bad. It's very light. It's all light. I also didn't like that. There's also a berry blast. I like pink lemonade. They're both refreshing. You don't see seltzers in beer cans very often. No. Alex just ran in the living room. If that's what you heard, to try both. Um, what do you think? Alex? The first one I tried, poopy, real gross. It's like uh, it reminds me of sparkling water. You know what like it LaCroix. is? I think it's like raspberry white claw, which is not my favorite flavor. The what was the second one? Lemonade, pink lemonade. Oh, it's better. They're yeah. both. Yeah. No, I I agree. I'm disappointed. I thought tropical punch would taste like uh, high sea or Hawaiian Hawaiian fruit punch is what I was envisioning, like alcohol version, but it was not. Evan, you had the the special next. Yeah, just the Bud Light next. You know, something light, refreshing. The future, the futuristic beer. Yeah, just easy. It's just something easy to drink. Yeah. Goes down smooth. Uh, Alex, are you nothing for you? I didn't want to be hammered for Daper Cat. You're like a, you're like a camel. You know, you're like a. Right, they don't have to drink a lot or a cactus. Well, I drank yesterday, so yeah, didn't so. really feel the need to. You were bombed yesterday. I was not bombed. <laughs> um, all right. Proper intro here it is April twentieth, seven forty-five p.m. Welcome into the number one. Let's blaze. <laughs> number one sports. No booze because I'm smoking. Podcast in Michigan. And it's draft season. It is draft season for this podcast. We waited. We, we have not scratched the itch that much until now. So this show, our next show, show after that is going to be a draft bonanza. I was going to say another B word that you can't really say. <laughs> okay all right i guess you can say it um and i was also gonna say you guys did it for me but i think i reached a point of maturity in my life where i you know when i do the and and then the thing i say i thought about doing 420 but i feel like i've reached a point in my life where i didn't want to lean on a 420 joke so i don't know does that mean i'm more mature now or no based on the things you've said to me today in the last several days you haven't matured one bit like what I'm not going to repeat the things on the on the show, but come on. Are you trying to say that I'm different off the show than on? Yes. Okay. Wow. Uh, the preview of the show, weekly check-ins as always. We have our kind of quick hitter segment of national storylines, this time being the NBA playoffs, because we have to select our bandwagon teams since the Pistons are a third worst team in the NBA. And then we have... Detroit Lions draft preview show. Not really a mock draft yet. That'll be next show. This is just going to be latest rumors, biggest needs, our dream scenarios, what we would hate to see happen, what we think will happen, guys we like, all the good stuff. Some couple, there's two listener questions that were kind of um, draft related. So we'll do those. That'll pretty much be it because I'm sure we'll get into the draft in the weeds and it'll run 
a good amount of time. And then we might, you never want to guarantee it, but should have an interview that you guys will be hearing later. Uh, it'll be with free press beat writer, the Lions, Dave Burkett. You've probably seen his work. All right. So weekly check-ins uh, in honor of Alex's birthday. I'm just not even going to recap my week because it's all about him. It's his week. Wow. What's his month? Just kidding. I'll go first. Uh, <laughs> I had a doctor's appointment this week. Had an annual <laughs> physical. I know what you're thinking. No sports hernia test because I don't. Oh. I don't really play sports anymore. Um, but my doctor did advise not to push hard when you're on the toilet, taking a number two, which is, I guess, a good reminder for everyone. You don't have to try not to push really hard because that's how hernias happen. <laughs> Alex, makes Alex, sense why I have 10. Alex knows all about that. I do not know about having a hernia. I've never had one. Um, Pushing hard, yes. My only other things, really, it was good to see some family over Easter weekend, I would say. That's always nice to catch up with the cousins, eat some good food, some really good food. It felt almost like a Thanksgiving spread as opposed to Easter, but it was phenomenal. And then lastly, hand up, man of my word, man of integrity. I jumped the gun on spring weather. Mm -hmm. I jumped the gun. Confirmed. It's it's like we told you that or something when you said it. It's an annual mistake. I, I may be more mature and not making 420 jokes, but I'll never learn. You're going to declare it again jumping. since it's going to be 70 degrees this weekend. Well, I did say in the clip or in the segment last week that like if there is one more bad storm, then that's the last one. So, yes, we will not have another bad stretch. It's right. We're, we're in the it's clear. No, next week again because of you. I'm like the, that groundhog. When Grant declares that spring is here, there'll be one more storm, and then we're in the clear. We'll see. Pretty much it. There was some birthday stuff with Alex, but I'll let him get to that. It's his oh, birthday, really? you know. Evan, you go first, and then we'll save birthday boy for a He didn't do anything <laughs> fun. He's a big Week birthday guy. Review. No, um, we talked on, what, last Tuesday? Didn't have golf league on Monday. Snowed out. Thanks mm. um, to Grant. Easter, yes. which is I had a very just like very fun, just good, solid Easter weekend. Um, family on Sunday, Friday just went out with friends. Saturday went golfing. Uh, played solid, played decent. Where'd you golf? <clears throat> uh, local, you know, Raisin Valley. With, uh, with uh, Jason and Rye Guy and Cheese. Oh. Do you had a little side bet going on, see if I could beat Rye Guy. Of course I did. Um, what's what's a cheese game like? Oh my gosh. It was putrid on okay. Saturday. It oh. was terrible. He's pretty solid. He's like probably like comparable to everybody else, like me or like Ryan or anybody. Um, uh, but he could not find it. No matter where he looked, I uh, could not find it. I made a oh. joke with him on Sunday saying Kobe already had his Easter egg hunt because of how many balls he was looking for on Saturday. <laughs> That's a pretty good joke. Yeah. Um, it was a solid fun time. Not really uh, we were kind of stuck behind a group who kind of slowed us down, but you know, the way that a couple of us were playing. Jason's a beginner at golf, so you know, we bear with him. Uh, but Jason's super fun to play with because he just doesn't take anything seriously. And if you're trying to like lock it in or if you miss a putt, he just kind of like laughs at you and says, Come on, dude, it's just golf. So it's pretty solid. Morale guy. Yep, yeah. a huge morale guy. Um Monday, yeah, didn't do anything Monday. Was a lazy, and then Tuesday was honky tonk country night at Harper's. Try to go out. Um, I got in, 
As you should. Yep. 25. Yeah. Um, Jose was not working the front door of some huge, big ginger guy. Um, and he was just denying everybody. I mean, if you walked up there and you looked underage, you were getting denied. Just denied everybody. Turned away. I mean, at least he was handing back the fake IDs to everybody. Um, but you, nobody was getting in. Nobody. And huh. uh, Cheese got in. Katie got in. And I was like, well, I'm going in. I mean, I got in. It's country night. Like, this is what we came out for. Yeah. This is the bar that I want to go to and listen to country music all night. I was the only one in there. I stayed there for about 15, 20 minutes. Everybody bolted. They went to the Riviera Cafe. <clears throat> so I listened to, I don't know, five, six, seven, maybe eight songs max. Was there a lot of other people? Like not, yeah, it was like Harper's big for country night? Oh, uh, it was super popular. The line, the people that know Harper's, the line was backed up to past 7-Eleven, that intersection, right in front of Hot Cap. So busy. It was busy. And you stayed for 15 minutes. Yeah, yeah, unfortunately. It sounds... I was in there by myself, so... And then you went to the Riviera. Then I went to the Riviera Cafe to meet up with the rest of the friends. It just is further proof, I think, that our Western bar idea would really be a big It hit. would hit. It would. I'm looking at properties, you know, see if we can find anything around here, and then we would take off to the moon. We could just... have our live podcast there on the second floor of the bar, Alex. Yeah, what okay. can we not? What can we knock down? Like, what around there could we just take what that build, property? Just we could take over. It's mm. just not a super profitable business. Well, so if you guys' goal is to the line make money, was past the Seven Eleven, that doesn't mean that you're profitable. Cover was ten dollars, and people were still going in there. And we would let we would let underage ten dollars for fifteen minutes, Evan. Come on, and then you get shut down, Grant. Come on, no. Because Rick's is still pumping. Yeah, Rick's is still alive. Harper's is still alive besides Tuesday night. Harper's did get have that little thing in the news. I don't remember exactly what it was. Oh, Racist right. or something. Yeah, because it was COVID. Because then everybody started bashing Harper's for people going to COVID. And then they just like deep dive into Harper's like background policies. True. Yeah, so that was my night. It was still fun. It was still fun because you're with your friends. But for... Easter, I was curious, do you guys have anyone in your families, like cousins or whatnot, that are at the young age where they do the Easter egg hunt? Because I haven't experienced an Easter egg hunt in at least 10 years, it feels like. Mm-hmm. Uh, yes. I wasn't this was the first one uh, that I've been to that didn't have one. Wow. Grant, next so year my, is what we, I'm we the did. oldest cousin. Two years ago, we did a, uh, a craft beer egg hunt. Oh, wow. So you just hide craft beers and everybody gets a little box six pack and you fill it up. That's a really good idea. And you have to shotgun them right there. And then then everyone <laughs> just says what they really want. Somebody. Shotgun craft beer. Yeah. That will be uh, heavy. I got to see friend of the podcast, Elder Mint Money podcast host Cody on Sunday. I forgot to mention that. At Family Easter. I was going to mention that. Yeah, it was a great time. You love it. People are probably wondering, why was he at your family, Easter Evan? Uh, you know, he's trying to get into the Cadmus family. You know, I don't blame him. Cadmus family is rich in tradition. Um, no, I'm not dating Cody. He's dating my cousin. <laughs> for, the, for the one person out there who's thinking Evan. Yeah, the one person was questioning it. Evan, longtime listener, Cody, are boyfriends. I never thought that, but alarming that you thought it. You asked it why he was at my family. 
Easter. Yeah, but I knew why. I just figured you'd say because he's dating your cousin, not you. And now for the elder birthday boy. Turn the big. I don't know why you're making this. I'm 25, not 28. Uh, Grant pretends. I'm just going to get this little rant out of the way. Grant, when you talk to him, Evan, this would apply to you as well. He thinks like me and you are like five years older than him because we're like five months older than him. He just makes it seem like all the time, like we are such a big age difference. I think if it gets under your skin this easily, I think I would keep up the joke too. He does. He does. He (laughs) he said yesterday a good seven times the 28 joke and 25. (laughs) But every time I got a response, you're you're turning 30 in August. So (laughs) yes, the big three zero. Don't I look young? The compliment. No. So weekend Easter, obviously. Um, I know I chopped my grandparents for Thanksgiving meals. Um, and then I went to that grandparents for Easter. Granny there was Granny. mac and cheese. First okay. time ever. Wonder if they heard that. I don't know. They might have. But there was mac and cheese. Uh, ham. There was ham. Also very good. Okay. Throw one of the butts some more. Holy cow. Tell me turn, off. turn it off, please. Um, <laughs> and my grandma did burn something. I don't know what, but when I was leaving, the pan of burnt food was on the porch. And she mentioned that she burned something as I was leaving. So a bunny. No. The Easter tried bunny. cooking a bunny. No. No. So, but Easter was good. Saw family I hadn't seen in a while. Um, Monday, no golf, like Evan said. Didn't do anything productive when I probably should have. And Evan, I heard you weren't going to golf anyways if there was golf. Correct. Um, You know, academics come first before play, Alex, as you know. (laughs) I agree. I've always been true to my word where I always keep academics in front of anything fun. So, you know, you're a student. It's student athlete, not athlete student. Correct. Thank you. Thank you. Um, And then yesterday, as mentioned, was my birthday. Uh, went to dinner with my mom, dad, cousin, and my roommate got invited, unfortunately, Grant. So went Where'd you to go? Ruth Chris Steakhouse in Ann Arbor. How like good a, was it? It was very, very good, I'd say. Um, it was just top-of-the-line food. Really enjoyed it. Grant uh, was obsessing over Jim Harbaugh while we were there. There was some hardball. No, no. I mean, I'm not gonna throw him under the bus. Your dad really wanted to see because he the, he knows how much you love Jimmy. He wanted to see the Jim Harbaugh room upstairs. It's like reserved for him after games and whatnot. Ooh, so this steakhouse is like top of the line, Ann Arbor. Full-fledged Mason Blue just down your throat. I think I think they keep it private, but yeah, I bet like a lot of like coaches and people with any pull probably go there upstairs and get a nice steak. I know, like, I remember hearing from my time at Butler that Peyton Manning had uh, his own room at the St. Elmo Steakhouse. So I think it's just like a football guy thing to have your own steakhouse in the city uh, (laughs) after you win a big game. I think if Harbaugh orders a glass of milk there, do they give it to him? Yeah, probably. They don't want to. They probably serve it in a wine glass just to try to class it up (laughs) for him. Yeah. Yeah, food was good. Steak was really good. Um, How'd you order it? Medium rare for me. 
I got a ribeye, medium rare. Oh, it's very, very good. And then, uh, yeah, that was about it for my birthday. And then Grant got me two Boston cream donuts. So, because <laughs> there was a Dunkin' Donuts next to the doctor's office. Yeah, and and he I, didn't, thought, I really he wanted, going I really to, wanted he... two for myself. <laughs> What's Evan laughing My at? mind went straight to just absolutely just. When no. Alex started talking about what? <laughs> about a Boston green donut. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I thought you were going to make a joke, but you just actually were probably serious about it. So I was, I was, you know, he actually got me two I Boston believe it, green yes. I was, I was eating the first one on the way back. <laughs> I had to eat it in the car before I got back to the apartment and I was buying in it and there was nothing. I'm like, where's the filling? And then I took one last bite and there was just <laughs> that just hit me. <laughs> and it was delicious. Get out of the gutter, you perverts. <laughs> yeah, there was a you just, could not have said that any more an absolute pile of cream just hiding at the end. <laughs> Snuck up on him. Yeah, it almost like <laughs> oh, God. oh man. <laughs> Hot together. No, leave it in. This is going to be funny. Some beliefs with us just laughing. <laughs> but to, to get back on track, the reason some people are like, Grant, what a terrible human being and roommate you are for only getting your roommate to Boston Creams. I got Alex one of the most thoughtful gifts of all time last year. And he said, why'd you do that? Now I have to get you a gift. So I took that as like a statement as to just really meet the bare minimum expectations. Um, what did I get him? I got him three Cap- Captain America golf balls. <laughs> I'm a sleeve of Captain America golf balls. Yeah, he loves Marvel. They're sweet. Okay. Uh, so yeah, that was that is my birthday. Nothing, yeah. nothing crazy. Just another day. No, just some Boston cream. All right. Well, after that hard laugh, water in my eyes. Um, the NBA playoffs. We can. Any storylines that pick out, uh, stand out to you, or just straight up picking our teams? Um, we can do it any way we want. But yes, the first round has started, but not. You much. don't want to mention the breaking Jay Wright news. Uh, Jay Wright is stepping down as Villanova's coach. I mean, don't care. I mean, it, no, it's surprising. Fat to the bone. I just didn't think, and I, with this jam-packed draft show, I just didn't feel like Sliner in there. But yeah, he did step down. Um, <laughs> I like the playoffs much more than the regular season. I enjoy watching yes. some of the games. I've actually watched, sat down to watch NBA games already. Yeah. Um, I watched the Nets and Celtics game. I watched the Warriors and Nuggets first two games or partly of the second game. Mm-hmm. Watch all of the first game. So I just like actually like now I get to showcase the stars for each team and can the one seed or the top seeds actually make it far because there's some decent lower seeds and I'm just awfully cheering. I'm cheering just against Philadelphia. I hope mm-hmm. they lose every single game. Does I anyone get, really like Philadelphia? I can get behind it. I don't like James Harden. I don't James really like Harden Embiid either. that. I don't care for Embiid that much. He's kind no. of funny, I guess, but I don't know. Um, And I also to tie it into the Pistons, I do enjoy watching the playoffs because it helps me. I was thinking about this last year. It helps me think of like what missing pieces we need because 
there's a lot of regular season players in the NBA that get all those accolades and 20 point scores. Like if you look at the list of guys that average 20 points in the NBA, it's way more than you would think. But then you get to the playoffs and you realize what you really need to win a championship. And I like knowing that and having a good feel for what wins in the postseason for when the Lions make transactions. Like, okay, is this guy going to be a 20 point regular season score and disappear in the playoffs? Or is he going to be someone that can actually help us? Like Jalen Brunson. Jalen Brunson had 40 in a playoff game. Yeah. No, that's a guy. It's like, hey, he'd look really good in blue and red next year. But when you score 41 points in a playoff game, you're going to make us have to pay a lot more money. So maybe chill out, Jalen, or come back, Luca, because we don't need him to showcase everything right now. I'm also starting to become a little bit. We talked about this in our group chat, but I'm starting to become a little bit more. Um, skeptical of Donovan Mitchell if if he were ever to be a trade candidate like he's got a little bit of that's Russell weird. that's quite the 180 I've just been watching him I still think in a like, week I still think if you get him away from Gobert uh it would be better but he does have a little Russell Westbrook in his game which worries me but that was my transition to some of the West storylines is I think the Utah Jazz need to blow this thing sky high because I don't think they're gonna figure out anything with this core and they've been running it back year after year now and I don't see any good result from the current Utah Jazz core. No, I think it's tough to be good in Utah. I think they will blow it up, though, because they just got new ownership. So does the ownership really want to do all that, or do they want to just keep on winning and just making money for as long as possible? Being a five to seven seed every year. I mean, that's not that bad. I mean, they were the one seed, weren't they, last year? Yeah, but like in my mind, their sons are the one seed the same as a five because they like lose in the first or second round every time. And you talk about, you kind of said they're like hard being the jazz. Like they were pretty solid during the Jordan era. Like they, they're, they have some prestige to that organization. It's not like they just have never fielded a contender. They, they can contend. They just don't win. <clears throat> a lot of teams didn't win in the nineties with Michael Jordan. Wow. Bummer. Um, West teams, two teams that I think, it's tough. I like Golden State a lot. I like Memphis a lot. They're probably on a crash course in this playoffs, assuming Memphis handles their business. Next but round. The, the death lineup of Clay, Steph, Draymond, Wiggins, and Poole is really fun to watch. It reinvigorated kind of like the love I had for them when they burst on the scene in 2015 and whatnot, when uh, I was solely rooting for them just to beat LeBron, but then I started to love how they played basketball. That kind of lineup is back, so I really like them. And then Memphis-wise, just I like to root for my cousin who is affiliated with them, and also they they did sign Sean McDermott. I don't think he's still on the team, but I have a soft spot for them to, for doing that. And I just like who doesn't like John? Everyone loves John Moran. So those two teams would probably be the main contenders of who I'm going to be pulling for. I have not decided yet who I'd pull for in a series. But so wait, we get to pick two teams from each conference. No, there's no rules about it. I don't really have an East team that I enjoy. Well, I like the Suns because I have been a Chris Paul fan my entire life. Yeah, you're a Suns guy. I think you were last. I'm a, year. Chris, I'm a Chris Paul guy. Uh, but you're out for you're, the next few games. You're probably a Lakers guy. No, I declared in our chat last year when LeBron did something dumb that I was out. 
Um, so Suns, and then obviously going to root for my guys, Jaron Jackson and Tillman on the Grizzlies. So that's where my West allegiance lies. Nice. And Draymond, too, if he's the last one, then then the Warriors are team three by default. You're leaving a guy out. I mean, I know he's not a big name, but I don't want him to feel left out. Do you, do you want to say it? No. You say it. Who's left from Michigan State in the West? Yeah. Oh, wow. Oh, oh, I did they not mean to. Don't, I didn't mean to embarrass you like that. No, this got weird. I'll tell you, if, there was, to, if there was a Butler guy in the I'm just trying playoffs. to think of the playoff teams, man. There's, there's that, a Evan's lot. staying quiet. Does Evan know? Could Evan rescue him? Well, the guy that's on Denver right now? Ah, yes, Evan knows. I don't. Oh, my God. Brent's playing for Denver right now. Oh, it's because he got traded. Oh, He's wow. in the East. I forgot he got traded. He's been on like five teams in the last Didn't forget. Years. You just didn't pay attention. I thought he was still in the box. If we're just as honest. bad as every uneducated Twitter fan. Just thought he was still in the box. Okay. Uh, Evan, any any teams that um I'm still gonna ride with Giannis. Um, I like his game. I'm just that guy. You know, he's a different athlete, plays a different game than everybody else. Yeah, they're defending champions, but I've liked Giannis since he took over the league. So I'll ride there. Um, cheering against Philadelphia. Don't really care for Brooklyn too much. Like that I one. am a KD fan, but uh, something Not about that. Not a Kyrie fan. Ugh. It's just uh, all the drama. I don't need that either. Um, yeah, there's not really that many sexy teams that like stand out. I enjoy watching the Warriors, like you guys said, and then Suns, I wouldn't mind seeing them. Do well again because Devin Booker's from Grand Rapids. So, yeah. Uh, for any East things, I mean, I don't really have any. Like I said, I am a massive KD fan, but I despise Kyrie Irving. So that kind of neutralizes my cheering for them. I look like I liked when K- KD was doing himself last year, but when you add in Kyrie, I just cannot stand him. And then this might be sacrilegious to fans of our dad's age, but I like the Celtics. I like Tatum and Brown because. As we've grown up, we haven't been rivals with the Celtics. We haven't been good at the same time they've ever been good. We've crossed paths. So they're kind of like enough. I just like enjoy that young duo. And I like Daniel Tice. I like the grittiness of Boston. So I enjoy that. But I'm not going to. I would take Golden State or Memphis as like rooting over them. But that's just what I'm keeping my eye on in the first round. Yeah, I don't really care for any of these teams at all. So. I'm just rooting for the teams I said in the West. Yeah. And I do like Giannis as a person and a player. So if the Bucs were to get out of there in some random West team made it out, I'll, I'll root for the Bucs. All right. Good to know. Now, the draft. Put the NBA aside. It's kind of crazy how dominant the NFL is that the draft is so much more important than playoff the NBA basketball playoffs. right now. <laughs> The behemoth. It's going to be in Las Vegas. It's going to be awesome. Let's start with the rumors. Have you guys seen any rumors? Yeah, there were rumors blowing up last week, late last week. Yeah, I have a rumor. Early this week. Lay lay some rumors on me. Lions traded all their first-round picks for Debo. It just hasn't come public yet. All of them? Uh, That's way too much. You guys want to get into the big Debo? I I got it as my top rumor. The simple question, do you want him? As a Detroit Lion. Sure. Who wouldn't want a great football player? You didn't say the price. 
I would take them, yes, but there are some. You're supposed to give the price, Alex. Value. I, I gave the price earlier in the group chat. So that's what you would give up. That's what I saw in an article. That it well, take. I don't want Bleacher Reports takes. I want Alex, <laughs> you look at our picks because you know what, what I, I have. I gotta look what I said. And you tell me what you want to give up. That's what I'm interested uh, in. Uh, value. And then also with him, like the fallout that's happening and for the 49ers, rumor, the rumors of falling out for 49ers. Um, so some are saying it's money. Some are, say, are not saying it's money. It's kind of more like scheme and how he's being used. So you would have to like ask him, like, how do you want to be used? And you have to like basically set the offense around like a slot wide receiver, which has really probably said that he before. wants to be wide out only. I'm guessing <clears throat> he doesn't like taking carries. I would say that too. I would say he wants to be wide receiver one because if you kind of label him as kind of just like a utility player, his money or his worth isn't going to be as high. Yeah, and he's yeah. going to get hit more and. Yeah, contract stipulations, you know, you'd be like, oh, well, we used you for 40% of run snaps, so your money, you should be, you know, 40, yeah. 60. What if we were just assuming it dead wrong? He's like, no, I want to be RB1. I want 30 carries. <laughs> it could be. It could be. That would be stunning. <clears throat> but he's like, yes. I said earlier, 32, 34, and a 2023rd pick. That's a lot. Wait, 2023? What round? 2023 fourth round okay. pick are you doing that if that comes across your desk can you tell me who we take it to in this hypothetical you take a defensive player well you're the gm alex oh i'm the gm if you yeah, got debo then i think i'm gonna do it you wouldn't you probably if you got debo you probably wouldn't draft any offense for the first right four i could just draft defense the rest of the way the problem is we don't have a so you're gonna pick, pick yeah we you're gonna pick second and you're gonna pick sixty-six in the draft. And ninety-sevens. Still three top one hundred picks. Yeah. You're gonna take two. Although you are getting Debo's already like and you're getting, yes, a already elite football player. It's not like you're just only getting a couple picks now. Yeah. All right. I'll give that was a good that was a good take on like what he brings and all that. I'll give you the negative side of why I don't really want to even touch him. What if he was free? He's not because this because you have to pay the man. That's the whole point. That's why he. True. That's why he's leaving. Big contract. Well, so. it said he wasn't leaving because of money. That was what Ian Rappaport said. Okay, I'm oh. sure money's involved. Um, well, and I was going on this. If if and I wouldn't even 32, 34 is way too much because the beauty of this crazy NFL offseason is we have history of receivers this big getting traded just like a month ago, and. The Packers gave up – the Packers received like the 22nd pick in the draft and then some pick in the 50s. So I think you add 32 and 34. I think that's too much. I think it's way add, too much value. They get Devontae yeah. Adams, who is yeah. the Who's best better. wide receiver. Yeah. So the best wide receiver. What I what I would say was like a ballpark <clears throat> trade. If, if this came up, I'd think about it. It would be the 32nd pick, so you get that first rounder, which is basically a second rounder, and then the 66th pick, so your third best third-round pick. Those two in a package, plus you having to pay him, would be like, okay, that's the deal that's being made. Why I would still hesitate to do it because this man's about to get paid twenty-five million ish a year. That is about what he's going to make. The highest-paid receiver right now was Tyreek Hill. He just got thirty mil a year. Devontae Adams commanded twenty-eight million. DeAndre Hopkins makes twenty-seven. Stephon Diggs makes twenty-four. 
Debo's going to get paid in that range. He's a, a fresh 26 years old. He's like 26 mm. and 95 days is what I read. So they're going to do like probably a four-year deal. So you're going to have him until he's 30, but you're going to have some prime years there, obviously. This is my fear because I've had this theory, but I want to flush it out a little bit. I always get a little worried about when like teams are paying a guy that much money. So I was just for a wide out. So I was looking up big name wide receivers that, that uh, this list I made. Okay. And we'll get some commonalities and some outliers. So DeAndre Hopkins makes $27 million a year. DJ Moore makes 21. These are not in order necessarily, but they're like all the top guys. DJ Moore makes 21 million. Keenan Allen makes 20 million. Amari Cooper makes 20 million. Michael Thomas makes 20 million. Odell Beckham was making 18 million with, with the Giants back before the market got crazy. Julio Jones made a rare 22 million because he was so freaky. Stephon Diggs got paid 24 million. Tyreek Hill was making 18 million with the Chiefs. The only player on that list that has won a Super Bowl is Tyreek Hill making 18 million dollars with the Chiefs. Odell took a $1 million contract to win a Super Bowl with the Rams. Cooper Cup, the Super Bowl MVP, that's the argument. Like he he was huge. He's making like 14 million. Like he's not he's not making that elite money because it gives you flexibility. I just yeah. feel like I've seen guys like when I think about Super Bowl champions, I don't automatically think of like a premier wide receiver that's getting paid over $20 million being the reason for it. Now I'm you, a fair counter is Julio Jones grant should have won a Super Bowl. Fine. That's fine. That's a fair counter argument, but it just makes me worry giving that much money to a wide out. The, the counter is what you have as a team already. It, it could make sense if you're a receiver away from winning the Super Bowl. In the Lions sense, they're 30 guys away. So then I agree with you. You don't need to blow your wad on a receiver. But it makes sense for some teams to go all in on a receiver. When Tom Brady was in New England a few years ago, they should have, and they didn't. And then they rotted. So and they left. Is it? I wouldn't even say they should have. They won plenty. No, I'm saying at the end when he – when they sucked and they lost to Tennessee in the first round and they had the worst receivers in the league. Yeah. And they still don't have a receiver. I no, think it's so. just the NFL's changing now to where like the value for the wide receiver is way more than it used to be in the past. And that's why like wide receiver now is the second highest paid annually in the NFL behind the quarterback. It used to be uh quarterback, tackle and edge rusher now wide receiver i believe is number two average annual salary it jumped edge rusher it jumped tackles um you know the Bengals had success recently uh the rams who just won the super bowl they kind of like just make makeshift offensive lines and you might start seeing teams not value the tackle position or take like a late round guy and just develop them instead of paying 20 million, $18.9 million for a left tackle that came from Ohio State that's below average. Um, Decker. That's, that sounded so specific. <laughs> um, that's taking up way too much cap for a team that is rebuilding that needs that cap space. And so there's obviously there's give and take per situations. Um, and I think each situation is different. Yes, Debo Samuel will help us, but you make valid points of both of you of like, do the Lions really need Debo right now? Or are we going to give up too much? Will say also watching the Lions last year and that receiving core, other than Amonra's like last eight games, no separation ever, no one ever open, and made Jared Goff even look even worse than he already is. 
So having bad receivers is like glaring and terrible, and you will be much worse if your receivers suck. So agreed. Agreed. You do need someone good. You do you still need to draft someone if you don't get Debo in a hypothetical scenario. Oh, well, and DJ Chark is going to be, you know, all pro <sighs> basically. But if he's healthy, he, he um, could be decent. Sure. Debo got hurt his second season in the leagues. Everyone Debo has it. injury problems too. There's, there's risks associated with him. I think he's played one full season. And like the last thing that I thought of too is like it's kind of telling that Green Bay and Kansas City were so willing to get rid of their star receivers. And those are pretty well-run franchises. Now, people can joke about Packers not capitalizing Aaron enough, but they, like, know how to be contenders. They've been contenders for through two whole quarterbacks. Alex? There's just one, like, key thing about those two teams is they have the two best quarterbacks in the NFL. So they are comfortable just, like, filling in receivers. They don't need a number one guy for their already elite quarterback who makes everyone good around them. I think the Packers situation is a little bit weird because the whole – you know, past drafts, like, oh, they need a second wide receiver, and then they just get rid of the best wide receiver. And now they're both – they both have to draft the wide receiver in the first round. That's what they're going to need. They and both they're have two going picks. to, too. Correct. Um, but they also have glaring needs on both sides of the ball for each team. So, which one – I just think it helps when you have an elite quarterback. You're not as worried about having a $25 million receiver. And the Chiefs' yeah. fairness, they have Travis Kelsey, who's – the best tight end in the game, probably the, you could argue the best tight end of all time. Yeah. Um, to where like, and then they have like role players at running back that do so well with minimum money. I just think the Packers situation is way different. Packers like, are a weird front office as well. I've never understood what they're doing. I like I just trust. I trust. The, I know the the quarterback thing, but I like the when they were willing to get rid of them. It's like okay, the Dolphins and the. Raiders are clown franchises right now. And it's like, those guys are like, oh yeah, we'll take the big guy and like pay him like boatloads of money, like 30 mil a year, 28 mil a year. So then like, I don't really want to be like one of those teams right now. I'd rather try to find that quarterback and then we can figure out and go and go from there. But like, I feel like you take them now, you are going to lose Goff's contract, but it's going to make harder to resign. Hopefully our franchise quarterback, when you have a 30 year old Debo Samuel still making 25 million a year, you're like, Jesus contract stinks right now. Also, with the window, you're going to have a rookie quarterback for cheaper for a little bit. So it might make sense to pay pay a wide Five receiver in that time. Four yeah. years. If you draft him in the first round, you get that fifth-year option on him. So, mm-hmm. yeah. But no, I don't think we'll – this 49ers didn't even say they're willing to trade him. So it's not – It's true. That very get, early. It does get lost in the sauce, but they probably will because then they're going to see how much they can get. And he'll, if he just like sits out, then it's like, well, I wish we would have traded him. Um, now let's pivot into actual more nitty gritty draft stuff. Uh, I had, I had like our biggest needs. Cause you know how like every draft site just lists, what are the lions needs? But sometimes I'd like for us to just be like, what do we actually think this team needs the most? I'd like to start there before we get into, cause that'll kind of shape what we think this team, who they should draft is based off of their needs. So I'll open it up to you guys. What are like the biggest needs position wise that you think this team is desperate for? You can go first, Evan. Uh, do you do one by one positions or just any position that we think? There's several, have. so you can just we can you just pick, bounce you, them. You pick one, and then we can kind of hop around. Okay. Um, biggest need. Uh, just two of them could come to my mind right away. Uh, I would say 
would say linebacker first, an athletic oh. linebacker that can run sideline to sideline. There's one that I'm in love with. Um, Ooh, me too. I'm, well, good teases. I like Yes. This. But I think linebacker getting athletic there, you see a lot of teams are dominating. They have a very good solid middle linebacker. I'll go edge rushers. You need go- a dominant edge rusher in this league. I got something to back up Evan's point, and then yours too, Alex, because I had both those. Linebacker, we had the most missed tackles in the league last year out of 132. The best team in the league was the Broncos, only had 84. So you talk about a gap of 50 50 missed tackles. From I'm not going to name names, but guys just kind of roaming around out there, just whiffing. Uh, So, yes, linebacker. I'm not going to name the linebackers. When you Jamie Collins now, Derek Barnes could be sweet, but when you look at the starting depth chart of Derek Barnes and Anzalone, then you could definitely wow. use some linebackers there. Um, edge rusher for you, Alex 2021 QB pressures, which is probably dead last QB hurt, which is uh, QB hurries, knockdowns, and sacks all combined into one. We were the third worst team with 124 total. The Bucks led the league with 219. They almost had 100 more QB pressures than we had as a team. What's your position? That's disgusting. I want to move on from that grossness. Uh, strong safety, because I think free safety, we got our guy Tracy Walker. Safety, here's a stat for that. Our average depth of target against us, passing-wise, was 8.7 yards per target. It's the worst in the NFL. So if you wanted to go downfield, we were the team to do so against. That means you're basically giving up, you know, catches around already nine yards downfield as opposed to closer to the line of scrimmage. I think bolstering the site, you could even combine that in a cornerback a little bit, but we do have You some, can also hmm? argue that that's due the to edge. lack of pass rush. Yes, yes, they go hand in hand, obviously. Yeah, and I do think we have a little bit of talent, at least in our secondary. We have some on the edge, but we definitely need more on the edge uh, to get home. To back up Alex's stat, um, the Lions have drafted one edge player in the top 100 since 2015. That is gross. Who is that's it? one player drafted. Sent, I does not give the name. So that's one. 2015? Since 2015. No, it's not. Ziggy Ansley got drafted in one uh, week. I know. Well, yesterday, you'll see 2013. So it's 22 picks. We drafted one. Um, we've ranked in the bottom three in pressures the last three years. Mm-hmm. disgusting. We don't get home. It's because Matt Patricia didn't like sending people. He didn't believe in like he thought like the secondary should hold up for 15 seconds and then we'll get home. That sort of fat couple lard. Um, <laughs> like next a position five of apple. need, Evan. Next position of need. If um, there's any. Yeah. <laughs> the thing with the Lions now recently, like you could you can make an argument, you could draft almost any single position, and you'd be like, you know what? Yeah, I could see it. You can you could argue it. Yeah, there's gonna be some haters, but you can argue. You can argue it. Um, I'll say athletic wide receiver. Um, I, I don't really care about this whole, oh, he's on the outside. Oh, he plays slot. Nowadays, they move so much that it doesn't really matter to me. If you can run routes, you can run routes. So I would say just another athletic wide receiver that can create separation on his own. Yeah. Agreed. That was my number one offensive need. Agreed. And to, and to me, it doesn't really matter where – I'm such a like me fix the defense first. It doesn't really matter to me where I draft them. I think there's a lot of talented guys. It's just that this draft, there's so much talent at the top of the wide receivers that it would suck to miss out on one of them. 
Now, if we're, going, if we're going long, I 100% agree. If we're going long term, the team's biggest need is a quarterback, but that may not apply Correct. to this year's draft because like none of the defensive stuff really matters if we don't have a good quarterback. So that is still looming over our heads uh, during this draft. You can but. make a Super Bowl, Jared Goff. It's actually a fact. So <laughs> I mean, you don't <laughs> need a quarterback better than Jared. All right, Goff. you can we, make a Super Bowl. It's we very have an offensive genius we won't win coach. It. We'll put up six ben, points. Ben Johnson to Sean McVay. You, I didn't say we'd win. I'd say we could get there. I, I disagree with you. I don't. I think that should be still. I think you gotta have the coaching staff for that. We have Ben Johnson, football wizard. Okay. So this is like cutesy fun hour where we just say egregious things. Sure. I can go next. Uh, we need a running back. I'm, I don't have any more position needs. I'm curious. Why do you think? I didn't either. I just oh, said I that because I was I out of positions. Tight end, maybe a backup. Yes, we do need a tight end, but I was thinking more offensive guard. I'm tired of seeing Vitae. Oh, um, he redeemed himself last no, he year. No, didn't. We could we could use another guard. I would right. say offensive line help because we got depleted. Um, didn't play well. I think Jonah Jackson can be a starter at that just like our I think he's good. offensive lineman. And it kind of it probably hurt him that we didn't have Frank Ragnow all year. So that's right, we didn't. Um our top three offensive linemen, they never played one snap fully together last year in no in a game. The dream team. Yeah. <laughs> so that's why we need to trade DeAndre Swift and draft Kenneth Walker. Um, no, hmm. Kenneth Walker's probably going to go in the top 60. So I would. So we least... trade Swift and 34 for Debo and then draft Kenneth no. at 32. I don't think we're getting no, better if Alex, we just get rid of Swift. You just don't re sign like Swift when it comes to shove and you pay for a Chase Edmonds. I mean, you can get like middling running backs any offseason you want. Yeah. I just like my guy Kenneth, you know? Of course you do. Good player. I just need Swift to be used more. Jamal Williams, love the guy. I need him to use less. I just don't need him to be taking the first handoff of the game. I simply yeah. don't. I also don't need Dan Campbell to run the ball 65 times in a game. <laughs> well, Jared Goff is our quarterback. It might be the best way to he win. He didn't have receivers. We had Kaderil Hodge catching balls last year. Oh, he had a Kaderil Hodge. He had a receiver, all right. He had one, and he found him at the end of the year, and it worked out. We won, like, two games. To hammer home the defense point before we move on to our kind of ideal scenarios, uh, the defense tied for third worst in the league in giving up touchdowns. 31 touchdowns given up last year. The Bills gave up 12 in 17 games, which is 12 12 touchdowns. We gave up 31. I think the most was 34. 12 is crazy. Yeah. They gave up five to Jonathan Taylor. (laughs) They gave up 12 touchdowns. So they gave up seven seven in 16 games. In 16 games. Yeah, that is insane. No, I'm not saying we need to get. Are you sure that's that? What did they win? Sixty to seven every game. I don't know. There were games people didn't score. Then they blew out a lot of teams. They lost to Jacksonville. Yeah, that was it. Wasn't that that was a seven to six game? Where did you get this? Uh, Pro Football Reference. I was like, you could probably just Google though, like touchdowns given up. But that should be pretty easy to find. Just take team statistics. You have twelve. The Packers were pretty low there too. I mean, some teams were below twenty. 12 and 16 games. No, nah, yeah, I'm not 17 games. So they scored what? How many? I'm That's not insane. Saying, I'm not saying we need to get to that level, obviously. But I'm mean, saying okay, so they had to win like 30. I'm, to I'm three so lost game. in my sauce with like the numbers now because I said <laughs> they gave up five to Jonathan Taylor. So what was the actual number in 17? I'm games? going through every single week. 
Alex, no, just sort by no. I want to see how they were winning every game. Just sort by like team. Touch they also have like the best quarterback in the game right now. Somebody that I just would, I would give up my franchise to have him. I like a running mobile quarterback, and him just running power sweeps is just just makes me happy. There is a the running quarterback in this draft. They gave up maybe. two in week one and three in week three, so they already gave up five through three weeks, and they gave up zero in week two. And then zero in week four. And then two more in week five. There's no way this is true. Just telling you. They gave up 31 points against Tennessee in week six. That's been defensive touchdowns, Alex. Could have been defensive touchdowns. They did lose to the Jags (laughs) 9-6. I'm just saying. I don't believe this. Why don't you? Okay, whatever. You can keep I was go to ideal scenarios in the draft. What is your ideal scenario, Evan, for the Lions? You can just be like first round maneuvers or the kind of top three picks, which are the headliners. Like, what is ideal? What would be like, wow, Brad Holmes is really in his bag tonight or leading ideal up to it? Ideal scenario is you trade back, get somewhere in the. I'm curious what you say. Yeah. What seven to 11 range, somewhere around there, nothing too far back. Cause then like the drop off and some talent and like the position of value is you're losing it. But I'm all about like capital getting guys. I don't think the jets are going to move up. I don't think the giants are going to move up. They both have two in the tie of the top 10. I don't think Houston will want to move up one spot. I think they're at three and 13. Um, I don't see those teams moving up. Because um, then Kansas City has two way late. Green, Green Bay has two late. way late. Um, I wanted to say Philadelphia did have three, but then they they have two and the Saints have two. Saints have two. Um, so there's teams there. Yeah, they're in the middle of the round. I would I would agree with it because there's players there that I'm in love with. So I would say trade back for – I don't think Philadelphia is going to move again. So let's say the Saints – um, and then you have four picks inside the top 34. I think that would be an ideal situation because this talent, this talent the roster just isn't good enough still. I think just all about accumulating as much talent as possible. Um, it's just getting better to rebuild. It's interesting there because when you see the teams that have two, the Saints scares me a little bit just because your first picks are not till 16, but having four in the top 34, like you yes. said, is nice. I put trade back with a team in the top eight was kind of the range. I still want to get an elite guy. And then yeah. with that, you pick up another second rounder and a third rounder, at least to make the numbers work and the value. But then you have two first rounders still. You'd have two second rounders and three third rounders. Sounds pretty nice to try to like get guys in. Cause like a big thing with the draft is just having a bunch of swings and, and potential misses, but then enough hits, you know, cause it seems like this is like a deeper draft. I know there's been a lot of comparisons to it being similar to that 2013 draft we ran into when we were doing our worst mm-hmm. draft picks of just like not a lot of no QBs really, a lot of just depth, but not a lot of great talent at the top. But then you find gems later. So maybe that's a situation. Do I think it's going to happen? No, but that's why it's ideal kind of dreaming scenario. If we did trade back with somebody in the first round, I think we would get more than two first round picks. Just like if we trade with the Saints, I don't, they don't have that many picks left. Um, hypothetically, but I think we would get more in return than just swapping our second overall pick with their 16th or whatever they have because they traded. You get like 16 and 19 in that situation. Yes. I feel like we would get more because like Philadelphia traded with them and they got a bag. Um, There's another team that traded and I felt like they got 
rewarded handsomely. I had it on the top of my head. Also. You'd get, and demand though. You'd get the you get the team's first round pick that you're trading with, and then like for example, let's say you trade. I don't know who's eight, but let's say you trade eight. You'd get the eight, Giants. and then you'd get a second round pick and maybe a third to like make it work. But yeah, yeah. Alex. Um, I agree. First of all, the Buffalo Bills gave up 32 touchdowns last year. So I don't know what you're reading, um, but they did not give up 12. The Lions gave up uh, I have to double check here. 52, and the Bills gave up 32. So Bills were still number one in the league, but not 12. Hmm. Um, I agree. Touchdowns, though, Alex. Offensive touchdowns. So you think they gave up 20? Or did they score 52? 20 pick sixes, fumble recoveries. Jesus Christ, Evan, come on. No, they, I'm on stat muse. But anyways, we'll chop pro football reference. Yeah, it's a bad, inaccurate stat. I went through the games, too, so it made no sense how it would be 12. But I agree, trading back would be cool and ideal. Um, I'm more on Grant's side. I'd want to stay in the top 10 just to get someone elite level. But would be totally fine with what Evan said as well. So trading back is the ideal scenario that is not going to happen. So you think there's no it's chance. fun to speculate, but you guys really hammered at home, so I don't have too much else to add. And if we're picking it to, for me, ideally, I would like Hutchinson to be there. Oh, the Bills gave up 12 passing touchdowns. Damn it. <laughs> that makes sense. Yeah, 20. Well, that's still we have 31 then. Okay, so it was passing touchdowns. Still a lot though. Jeez. Yeah. 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 Okay. But so it makes side, a lot more sense. Bad side nightmare scenarios. Where are you like, oh God? Oh God, I feel bad about what nightmare nightmare scenario. Oh, Sauce I mean. Gardner at two would be like, what the are we doing taking a corner again in the top three? I would lose my mind at any corner in the top three. That's like the the panic mode scenario for me. Okay. Or a running back. I mean, that would be so absurd. But that would <laughs> yes. never happen. Yeah. Uh, Mine's drafting Malik Willis at two. No, Evan. Yes, it would be the worst. You can find a way to believe in that. No, I wouldn't. It feels mean because you, you could have picked like a much worse quarterback at no. two. You could have picked like draft Kenny Pickett. But that's what everyone is like the favorite for. It's like, yeah, I don't no, think I know what you're saying. The value at number two and where he sh- is projected, I don't think it's a right fit for that spot. For our podcast and our streaming purposes, I hope we take Malik Willis to if get you your take, live you reaction. Malik Willis at two. I am getting up and walking out. I will watch the pick 32 in my own apartment. I think, I think, I honestly think based on your guys' rage levels, I think watching us take Sauce Gardner at two would be more impactful for the stream. There's no way for Alex to go. There's nowhere for him to hide. Yeah, I would blow up. Yeah, I think Alex would like be like really. We probably would get canceled. He'd probably say something really terrible. I blew up when we drafted Okuda. I can't imagine what I would do the second time around. I'd flip a table. See, my thing is like I knew we were going to draft Okuda because that's what we were projected. This one I don't know who we're going to draft. I don't even know really who the Jaguars going to draft. Yes, Poppy. It is exciting. There's our rumors. A lot of anticipation. Um, It's like, I don't know who we're going to take. So I'm going to be shocked either way. Um, Nightmare for me is not as extreme as you guys. So it's more could actually happen, I would say. I mean, Malik Willis could happen. I don't think there's a chance we take a cornerback. If we draft, we've been mocked Sauce Gardner a few times. 
by guys yeah. that don't know how to tie their yeah. shoes or what? Milk-like. Probably the guys saying that there was only twelve touchdowns given up. But there's also like rumors that Mel Kuyper doesn't really have any sources inside the NFL. I told Grant the other day that Mel Kuyper is the worst mock draft guy of all time. He just out there and like throws stuff at the wall just to like. (laughs) Yeah, no, he doesn't know anything. I kind of respect him. I'm a huge Mel Kuyper hater. (laughs) My nightmare would be if we draft Kayvon Thibodeau and he becomes. No. Okay. And he becomes the next Jadavian Clowney or Ziggy Anza. Well, that's that's looking ahead. Yeah, I think Evan and I were more shock value at that moment. That's where I see like because I would be totally fine if Gardner turned into Jalen Ramsey. Yeah, no, that I rather would take Sauce Gardner there than Kayvon Thibodeau is what I'm getting at. But you can't do the thing where he you say he ends up as that's that's not what the game is. Why? Because I'm a scout evaluator and I think he will become that. So that's that's why it's a nightmare. I wouldn't be mad. Or if we drafted a QB not named Malik Willis, that'd be a nightmare. I could talk myself in Malik Sam Willis. Sam Howell. But if we took like <laughs> Kenny Pickett or Matt Corral. Or Corral or Ritter, I would puke. That too, yes. I, I mean, I would agree. <laughs> I mean, geez. We might as well go trade for Baker if we're going to do that. Like, what are we doing? That'd be okay. funny. I would laugh now, hysterically. Call your shots. What do you guys think will happen? I think we get either, to know who the Jags take. I think we're taking or either we Hutchinson or Trayvon Walker. One of those two guys will be a line with the second pick. Fortunately, um, yeah, I think it's kind of written up. I don't I think, think Walker. I, I believe Breer. I don't think we're taking though. I think the Albert Breer stuff was pretty legit. I think we're taking, if it's not Hutchinson, it's probably Trayvon Walker. Also, based on the betting odds, he's like plus like 220 around there, you know? Like I just Walker's. don't get why we wouldn't take Thibodeau. Like, I don't care what he says in the draft. Like, you put on the tape, my I, I think it's going to be Walker, unfortunately. Um, he wasn't projected to be this high until, like, the combine. I think that's why the combine's super overrated. Uh, I did hear, though, that the Jacksonville guy likes him because Trent Baalke, I shouldn't say just that guy, their GM likes him because he drafted Alden Smith in San Francisco, and people have compared Trayvon Walker to Alden Smith quite a bit. So he, there might be some comfortability there. Where he takes him number one, because well, also the bulky that, stuff is wild. The Albert Breer like report, yeah. The Albert Breer report was that he doesn't really like anyone, but he thinks he'll be like bullied if he takes doesn't take Hutchinson. So he's just getting peer pressured into a draft pick at one, because <laughs> no one really wants to trade for it. Part of me thinks we're going to do something off the wall. I'm nervous for it. I don't think we will. What is what is this? organization what is the new regime giving you any indication they're off the wall i think the most like straight laced by the book people there ever have been we so took far. sewell and we didn't really need to take sewell last year because he, he fell to us we were going to take micah parsons oh so you're awesome. saying you think we take like icky aquanwood too that'd be off yeah the wall. like something weird like that i haven't even just, like i haven't even just the best available player in, i haven't on even our board i haven't even watched tackles at like any because i just assume i haven't we're either not touching that. that would be a Big questioning moment for Brad Holmes if he did. Well, that. then that would mean Decker would be out the door. Yes, and then so we're in cap space. Sense. Who needs a tackle? Who wants a tackle? I think we'll so take Trayvon Walker or Thibodeau. Is it Thibodeau or Thibodeau? Thibodeau, it's definitely Thibodeau. All right, I think we might take him. I think All it's right. 50 Walker Thibodeau. Now let's each go through. Let's pop through a little bit till we run out of our list. But kind of just guys you you love. Let's say guys you love. 
we'll each give one. So three guys you love, and then we'll go three guys we don't like. We'll say, hey, we don't want to be too mean. Then we'll just kind of cycle through. But Evan, you can start us off, then I'll go, then Alex. But like, guy you love. Guy I love. I love Thibodeau. Wow. Um, He's fully represented on this show. I like it. Yes. His side speed, you know, because it's all the interview and like off the field stuff. I don't really think it's that big of a deal. Um, You watched the Joe Clatt one, right? Yes, I have watched that one. It is is awkward. Um, But I think he's just so like realizes and like that like football is kind of just like a hobby. And like there's life after football, and he's one of those guys that's kind of out there in front of it, and kind of football's not his only passion. Um, to where that's where people are like running away from him. But I think his size, speed, his athleticism, um, got better stats. Um, we all knew like if he just didn't say anything and just sat out all of Oregon last year, I think he would have been the first pick. Just didn't even say anything. This was off Great. radar. I was like, I'm ready for the draft. I think he would be the first pick oh, without question. Um Two, what, three, two other guys? I mean, I'm in love with Jordan Davis. He's the best defensive tackle. I think it's unrealistic to draft him at two. Um, kind Good of what we're saying. We do need a tackle, and I think he's the best available or the best that we've seen in the last three or four years at defensive tackle. I think he's way superior than Derek Brown, and we almost drafted Derek Brown. So, um, and then obviously, another guy I love is Nicobe Dean. Uh, linebacker for Georgia. Yeah. Just speed, that guy. leadership, he kind of is understands football awareness. He knows plays, and he's just a tackle machine on the best defense, so I don't think you can go wrong there. Yeah. It's just a value at two. I don't think it's realistic that we draft him at two. Hopefully he falls to later in 32-34. That'd be nice. Um, I think he's worth it. At... Continue. couple guys... Wait, we must think he's worth it at two? two? No. Oh, okay. I was like, well, that's a pivot for Alex. About positional no, value. That'd be crazy. Um, a guy I don't think we're going to be able to draft, unless we do trade back for edge, would be Jermaine Johnson out of FSU. Dude, you're just stealing my people. I told you about him two days ago, and now Grant likes him. You didn't Come tell on. me about him. I wa- we watched all the highlights of like the first round draft picks. Yeah, I told you I liked him, and I watched him. I was like, that guy looks pretty good for being mocked like eleventh or twelfth. Like, Who my guys not even said? Well, come deep. Wait. <laughs> uh, uh, Jermaine Johnson looks pretty solid. If we were to trade back and want to hit the edge rushing, I, I do. I do like. I won't say love. I do like. Trevon Walker still, I think, I think he's a freak. I think he's just got to be used better and like not lined up as a defensive lineman, like put him on the edge and let him win battles. So I do like him. Um, linebacker that's from Georgia. That's not Nicole Dean. I like Quay Walker. Quay Walker is an absolute freak. I was, didn't watch his highlight tape with Alex. I watched it earlier today and have been like looking at his stuff and he just absolutely flies around and he's like a little bit taller. Uh, I think he's like, I think he had, a hundred plus tackles and had seven missed tackles, which was the lowest rate in college football. I love that. Love that a lot. And then, you know, I want to say one more Georgia guy, but I don't want to take all of Alex's players. So I'm going to go wide out and it's Jahan Dotson. I think Jahan Dotson is the guy I would like at the turn there at 32 or 34. I, I'm, I know all the middle guys in the first round are sweet, but I'm just, we're probably not going to be there because we're not going to be trading back most likely. So from where we're picking, I really like Jahan Dotson. Uh, okay. 
mean, um, the, all the guys I'm going to say are not, we're probably not going to draft or have an opportunity to draft. They're more like middle guys. Just good to know you, um, you love them. I was out for a while at the thought of him at two, but I, I now enjoy Kyle Hamilton quite a bit. I was oh, convinced wow. he's a really good football player. Not at two, but I like him a lot. Um, next, I've always liked him. Said it a while ago. Garrett Wilson, I think he's a really, really good wideout. Um, like him a lot. Not going to get into it because we're not going to get him. And then lastly would be, I like all, all the Georgia players pretty much, but Grant took some and Evan took some. So I'll go Devontae Wyatt from Georgia, the other D tackle. I think he's very underrated and very good. And he's also super athletic. He's just not Jordan Davis. So he gets overlooked. I'll look into that. There's something came out. I saw today that flashed up as a headline today. Something about why he's falling in the draft. Oh, board. no. Oh, no. I don't know what it was. I didn't click on it, but I saw a mm. quick headline saying Devontae Wyatt. It. Um, if we're just to be the Georgia show, I like the safety from Georgia, Lewis Seen. I like. Him I was going to say too. him too, but he's a he's a prototypical strong safety. He just lays the lumber. And then Penn State, I said John. I also like Jaquan Brisker from Penn State. Watching him play was pretty solid. Um, so defensive wise, those are kind of the three positions. I didn't focus too much on offense for that, but. Anyone you I don't really see don't anything bad about Devontae Wyatt. Right, anyone, Evan. You, anyone you don't really like? Yes. I hate Derek Stingley. Mm, I hate the best quarter of the last four years. Yeah, do I don't like hate. played in the most. I don't hate him as a person. I don't like his his mm. effort level, his motivation, all the off the field stuff. I don't like anything about it. Can you give us examples? Uh, quitting on his team. He had a Liz Frank surgery on his foot. I've, I've heard he quit on his team. Uh, he was really I mean, good I his freshman year, and he didn't surgery. get better. He got worse. He basically was like mad that you know all the they won a title. Cool. He had a deal with Ed Ogeron. So you like him? You won't take yes. him at two. Take him I at would two. Not take him at. You're saying guys that you love that you wouldn't take it to. I'm just saying. I don't like him. I don't. I don't think he'll he'll latch on in the NFL. I think he'll be a bust. I think he has character concerns. Mm. Wow. Huge character uh, guy now, are we? Well, you ask for people I don't like, I don't like him. I mean, Michael Parsons hazed his teammates and set out a full season. And Alps is sitting here over here just, ah, we need to drive Michael Parsons. Because he was a stud. Derek Seeley is a stud. He, was, he regressed as he got older. Oh. He did. Statistically, so did Michael Parsons because he didn't play. Well, that's not digress. Or um, I'll switch it to quarterback. I really don't like when I see Matt Corral mock to us at thirty-two. I don't like that kid. I don't think he's that good. I don't think he's a. Great I think Lane Kiffin was just. I think Lane Kiffin was just helping that guy through like beautiful offense and all of his throws. I saw were just like wide open. He throws weird. He throws how I used to throw to second base as a catcher, and I didn't have great arm strength, so I don't like my quarterback throwing like that. And he runs way too much. He's going to get clocked. <laughs> oh, he's going to be dead. All right. Well, I didn't want to wish that upon him, but he's fine. <laughs> uh, Evan, you can go. Yeah, said anyone. Someone I don't like. Well, I already touched on it. I don't like Malik Willis. Um, <laughs> Evan's the opposite of you. At least, man, he has the most. <laughs> he has the most upside. Dude, there's no such thing. 
<laughs> There's no such thing. Uh, what is athleticism that? is considered upside. He, he got bounced from the SEC, couldn't make it in the most competitive conference because he didn't play, so he quit there. Talking about quitting on his team. Um, and then he went to a smaller, less superior conference, um, and the only reason he blew up was because of the pro day and because of the scouting combine. He threw a 70-yard pass like every quarterback should. Um, I don't think he's going to be that good. He's not my favorite quarterback. I like quarterback that they actually produce and actually did well in college. So you, if you had to pick, gun to your head, you take Kenny Pickett over Malik Willis? Yes. Interesting. I don't like George Karloftis. Me too, Alex. Wow. He played at Purdue, and I don't think I've ever watched him on the field. Or if he was on the field, I don't think he played because he never stood out to me. Against us, he had one tackle for losses the first play of the game. I don't remember him the rest he of the played, game. He played. I was in Purdue. I was at Ross Aid Stadium, and he played there. Yeah. Oh, he played in that game. See? No, I'm out. I'm out. <laughs> Didn't even know. We get him in the third round? Sure. Good value. Third round. First round talent? I don't think so. Yeah, I'm out on George Karloftis. Guy sucks. All right. Did a regular last name too. Do I have anyone? Well, else? that's just mean, Evan. No, it's not. Yeah, Grant, you hate Leo Chanel. Yeah. Leo. That was Chanel. That was, it just wasn't it wasn't fair to him. What I he mean, said to me. It wasn't fair to him. Leo just, Chanel is. He's a Wisconsin linebacker. Similar to Evan, I just don't remember really seeing him when I they played him and I just I, I, I don't like any of the linebackers as soon as you get past Devin Lloyd and the Kobe Dean. You might well, as well just I don't love them. I like Quay Walker. I think you could well, take yes, Quay, Walker Quay Walker or Christian Harris from Alabama. What about Brian Asamoah? I don't really see him as a Brian Asamoah. Middle linebacker. linebacker. Oklahoma's linebacker? No. And yes, I think that guy's like a 3-4 outside linebacker. He's undersized. I don't hate Chan- – if you want to go deep, Channing Tindall for linebacker from Georgia, I would just take him. I know, like, he was – I remember seeing him a lot in the Michigan game. Like, that guy's flying around out there. So, those guys I like. I don't I don't really have any other guys I really don't like. I mean – I do. Some guys deeper, but – Rip them off, Alex. Let's go. Boy, a Mafe from Minnesota. I think he stinks. Oh, jeez. You think he stinks? I think – I don't think – I think he's – well, not worth it, 32 or 34. He is a senior bowl guy where he was like one of the best players at the senior bowl. And Lions fans should know like drafting somebody just based off the senior bowl doesn't work out. No. Um, but I think he's more talented than you think, Alex. You didn't watch that many Minnesota games. I would no, say, I didn't, but, but I'll watch this YouTube video. If we were to take Malik Willis at two, I think you have to take either him or Ojabo at 32 or 34. Like you've got to get some edge rusher guy. So I would I would is Ojabo still gonna get drafted that high, even though he just I don't want Ojabo at like 32. I don't know. I don't I don't know. He's too everything much that I've seen mock, like everybody was like, Oh, he's gonna fall to like the third round now. He doesn't have a Everything I've seen mock is second round guaranteed. Third round would be take it, but on the big board, I mean maybe he has an updated ton. He's still like towards the top of the second round. What do you think of Daxon Hill, Evan? I think he's too undersized for a safety. I don't know if that's just like. I think he'd, he'd, he'd have to, to play be corner our, in the NFL. He'd have to be like our free safety, but we have Tracy have Walker. So I don't think he'd be yes. great for us. We need a hard hitting guy, but he's definitely versatile and can like check faster. He can cover receiver. different guys for sure. 
I just don't see him like when I picture safety, I see like a bigger body six two. Oh, he's he's no going to lay the boom. He's no Kyle Hamilton six four. Like yeah, six, so like twenty. That's why I'm like getting get getting away from him. Um, and then there's like obviously like you know Jaden Reed catching the ball at like the two yard line over him. And there's little like hatred that we played at Michigan. But. Sleeper guy that would could be good. Another Penn State guy, Arnold Ibakiti. He was sweet against Michigan, so I'm going off of just that game alone. And we'll transfer. He had like nine pressures in that game, and I was like, God, this guy's just in Kate's butt all game. So he was he's good, but I don't really have anyone else that. I don't like Tyler Linderbaum. He's undersized. Like Linderbaum. Linderbaum's a dog. Linderbaum's a dog. He's teeny tiny. Linderbaum is a dog. So Um, is Brian Allen. He's the starting center for the Super Bowl champions. And he made some glaring mistakes in that Super Bowl. That was only in the Tampa Bay game. (laughs) How far does Kyle Hamilton need to drop for you to want us to draft Six. I said anywhere past five. Really? Yeah. I'd take him at six. Oh, man. I said give him outside the top ten, so, like, the value was – like he saw, like his value was just greater at that point. You know, his latest mock. I, thought, is like I was cool, thinking the same. Just top five. He's supposed to go. He is supposed to go outside the top ten now, but I just think it's too risky to wait. I don't think he'll get outside the top ten, though. I don't think he'll get outside the top. And as eight. long as we have Aaron Glenn, dude. Aaron Glenn's like, well, no one knows where to play him. Aaron Glenn will know where to play him. Dude. He'll have him right. all over our defense, and then Aaron Glenn will get hired for a head coaching job, and then we'll be screwed. But we'll enjoy it for his first year, so we'll have a foundation. And he's an instant strong safety. Figure that position out, and then you can start messing with him wherever you want. But he'll be a. I don't know why you need to put like somebody in a position. Like you have to label him, and like you can only leave. He can only play that position. That's how I feel about the whole thing of like, oh, the Lions need an X receiver so bad. It's like just no, just like have some sweet receivers. Correct. Like positionless basketball. It's like that's why like people were saying Isaiah Simmons wasn't gonna be good because he doesn't have a true position. It's like you can never have too many athletes on your field. I wanted him bad that year. Wanted him bad. 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 I still do. Dude, the Lions team would be so Good much better if they just let us three just draft over the last five years. 100%. I would have drafted least, Mahomes. At least in the beginning rounds. Maybe towards the later, we won't know what we're talking about. It's Stafford. I would have taken Mahomes that year. Last listener one real quick is, would you rather take a flyer on Baker Mayfield for cheap no. or draft a QB? If you draft someone, who and with what pick? I'm staying away from Baker. Um, I'm drafting. You just have to taking pay him Malik Willis at two. Oh, if I had or not, because I'm not just going to sit back and take Matt Corral or Desmond Ritter at if 32. I, if it's or like Sam to, Howell, if it's gun to your head for like you take Baker or you have to draft a QB, I would draft Malik Willis at two if I had to. I don't want to, but that's I would rather to do that than take Baker. I would not take Baker, and I would draft a QB at 32 or 34. I just feel like if you're doing that, you're basically taking Baker. I am not thinking about a quarterback at number two. At I all. think I think Kenny. Pickett I'm not either. Team, I'm just in needs hypothetical. Athletes. I think Kenny Pickett. Pick, and Matt you need to get suck. better. Your team has to get better with the second pick. You draft a quarterback at number two, your team is not getting better. No, because Malik it might, Willis, get, it might be better in three to four years down the road, but it is not getting better currently. Malik Willis would for sure have to sit a full year. And I Which, watched an interview with him, and I don't, I don't like know, it. I'm fully out. Oh wait, you can't do that if you're saying don't disregard the Kayvon ones. You can't. We can't let you yeah, get away I mean, with that. You can't. 
can't do that. He sounded so it, yeah. bad. He just sounded dumber than a box of rocks. I heard he was a really smart guy and a really good character, dude. He the guy like you want to be your face. I don't think, first that, I think everybody has, but like he was had an interview with somebody. I think Sam Ponder was on ESPN, and he just she's always God, it wasn't bad. That was the most of the draft stuff. I'm gonna culture fit versus raw talent debate, and this is I, basically all about. We are already. Did I that. did say that we we kind of touched on that, but yeah, like I saw. I was just thinking, like this regime feels like a lot about culture, whereas the past one was just like I need guys that can play my specific defense. Who cares if they have any red flags? And like during Schwartz, we were not known for great culture. Like we had some freaks on our team that like were kind of scumbags. So yeah, I was just we were better. About, our team was better with them. Yeah, I'm just I just don't know like hell yeah how much the staff is gonna focus on culture versus talent and like if it's marginal. That's why I think they would take Trayvon Walker. That's kind of what sparked it in my head. All right, so joining us today ahead of a much anticipated draft for the Lions is Lions writer for the Detroit Free Press, Dave Burkett. If you if you watch the Lions, if you follow Lions, if you're on Twitter read articles you know who dave is he's looking at his bio now three-time michigan sports writer of the year congratulations on that and he's been covering the lines since august of 2010 so a lot of ups and downs in there hopefully upward trajectory here so we're welcoming on dave thanks for joining us mostly downs uh but yeah no you're right i i like i like the direction that they're headed at the very least so maybe they're maybe they're on to something we'll see yeah 100 percent. so selfishly my first question for you is a Related to the draft, but not any players specifically. I'm more curious as someone in your position because the three of us were just three friends that decided to start a podcast, more of a fan side of things. I'm curious, and we're just we, we read all the aggregators, the, the the national guys, the local guys like you, of trying to figure out uh, intel. How hard is it for you, who has more actual sources, to sift through rumors and smoke screens at this time of year? Yeah, no, that's a that's a good question. And, you know, it is. It's funny because I, uh, you know, I always tell people like I try to go back to the some of the things you hear. I was actually talking with a scout yesterday and I said this to him um, that, you know, you try to go back to things you hear early on in the process. Right. Like after the senior bowl around the combine, just I think people have their, you know, their guard is a little more down at that time. So um, I don't know if maybe they're more honest. I know things can change as the process goes on, but. Um, you know, there are people that have extra motivations this time of year to, to put something out or to, to, you know, fish out information from you. So um, what they say about prospects early in the process is really what I sort of weigh or, or tell myself to to go back on and don't always believe the latest, you know, rumor. And um, not that it always, you know, works out that way. But I remember like the TJ Hawkinson draft, right? Like Lions were linked to Hawkinson you know, early on. And, and I think I actually wrote something like that. It was Hawkinson and and I don't remember who else I might've put in the mixer at Oliver, or, you know, so there were some other people that were kind of around there. And I just remember telling myself that very last day before I did my last mock, like, all right, like, what do you believe? Right. You have to go back to, to early on in the process. And so I, you know, I, I mocked them Hawk in my last mock draft and that it turned out to be the right, right thing to do. Yeah. It seems like pretty good advice to lean on kind of your, your gut feel for the beginning. Um, but kind of based off of that, one of the more latest rumors that entered the NFL world today was about Debo Samuel. And the three of us talked about that a little bit uh, early on in the show. Now it, it's hard to tell, you know, how 
what the interest level is from teams across the league. I'm sure they'll pretty much all be interested. But when a guy like Ian Rappaport throws out the Lions just in one of his, you know, follow-up tweets, the initial news, was curious your perspective on would there be real legitimate interest from the Lions and how could that potentially factor into any draft time decisions? Yeah, no, a couple hours later here, I haven't heard anything um, directly linking the Lions to him yet, but it makes sense that that they would be, you know, in the market for him. I mean, obviously he's a young player. He's a good player. He's would be at a position of need. The Lions would have to pay him a lot of money to, to get him to come over. Um, and they have, you know, lots of draft capital that they could use. I think that's part of it, right? The 49ers are a team that would be in need of, of some draft capital to, to move him. They don't, uh, San Francisco does not have, uh, I forget when their first pick is, but, but, but they're void of it up top. And, and so the Lions with a couple first, um, certainly you would think they'd be in the mix. I will tell you this, um, you know, that I don't, I, not that the, the 49ers would turn down an offer from the Lions if it's the, the best offer, but I know they were a little bitter at the Lions for, you know, uh, in their eyes, gifting the Rams a Super Bowl by trading them Matthew Stafford last year for Jared Goff. So I think if, um, if deals were, were the same with the Lions and some other team, they might lean towards another team's offer. Uh, just just because, uh, you know, there's probably some sort of grudge there uh, about what went on last year in the NFC West. Yeah. Payback. Uh, with that, what do you think it would take for Debo? You think 32 and 34 or? or yeah, I don't more? think 32 is going to do it. Um, yeah, that's a good question, you know, because you got to pay him $30 million a year, too. And so, um, you know, I guess when you when you you make a move like that. Um, you know, the, the contract uh, comes into play, you know, but it's probably, it's probably like the Devonte Adams trade. I mean, it, you know, it's probably similar compensation, right? The, the Raiders gave up what just pick 22. I think it was, maybe there was a little bit more there. Um, I forget exactly the, the terms, but um, I, I would think it'd be a, a deal similar to that. You know, Debo's a little bit younger. So I'm sorry about the kids screaming in the background. I'll no um, get up Good. and close my office door here in a second, but um I think it would be a, a package similar to that uh, that Devontae Adams trade. Hmm. I know we were doing some research today, and I saw on your Twitter account here that your mock draft 4.0 is done, but I don't think it's public yet from what I saw. Is there anything you can tease out from that for us? We'll be dropping this <laughs> tomorrow morning, so I don't want to spoil anything. Totally fine yeah. if you can't, but I was just curious what the latest one has for you. Yeah, no, no, I haven't. I haven't even sent it in yet. It's going to publish Sunday, I think, maybe online like Friday or something. But I haven't even sent it to the, the bosses yet. I'll probably do that tonight. Just want to, you know, a uh, make sure I'm you know comfortable with everything I, I did, specific specifically from the Lions standpoint, and then B, you know, the uh, the Debo stuff. I mean, it seems like there's been so many trades this offseason. I don't want to have to send it and then go back and, and redo it two days later. You know, just just to be frank. So. Um, I probably will send that in tonight or, or tomorrow just to make sure nothing, nothing cracks in the, the Debo front. But um, look, I, you know, I, I've said all along that um, I think the Lions take the best defensive player available. Um, that's still the case, you know, in, in this mock. And um, I think if, if Hutchinson is there at one, I still think, or at two, I, I still think he's the pick, you know, if he gets by the Jaguars, um, the, uh, the, the, video that we referenced before we started um, talking about this. I, I talked with the, the Jaguars beat writer from the Florida times union tonight. And, and he does think the Lions are, or the Jaguars are going to take Hutchinson, but you know, he's, he's not entirely convinced. I mean, he, he thinks an offensive lineman still could be in the mix. So 
Um, you know, he gave me a little bit to think about there with Hutchinson perhaps being in play for the Lions at two. Um, ultimately, I think it's 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 probably going to come down to Kayvon Thibodeau, Trayvon Walker, Jermaine Johnson, which are the names that, that everyone's heard so far. And uh, it's just a matter of, you know, can the Lions get comfortable enough with, with Thibodeau and, and his, um, you know, personality, I guess, to, to be a fit, because I think he's probably the, um, you know, the most talented of, of those three. And, and so therefore would be the best player for the Lions to take at number two. And you just touched on it a little bit with Thibodeau. Um, do you think it's really that big of a cultural problem for him if we pass on him at two, if he's still there? Yeah, it's tough, man. Um, you know, I've definitely heard, you know, all the things about why, you know, he's look again, you know, uh, Kayvon Thibodeau, there's, there's nothing like, he's not like a bad guy, like getting into legal trouble. There, there's nothing like that. Right. So I don't think teams have an issue with that. It's just, um, you know, some teams may have a problem with, did he take some plays off? He was playing with an ankle injury last year. So I think some of that you can, you can chalk up to that, but from the Lions standpoint, it's more about like, how does he, fit in the locker room mesh with what Dan Campbell is trying to build. You know, is he, is he too much about me instead of the, we, and, you know, that's something that he addressed at the combine. He said, that's not the case. And I think it just depends on who you talk to. And, you know, I'll tell you guys this, I mean, I, you know, the lions had uh, my understanding was a, a good, you know, interview with him at the combine. Um, you know, I, so I don't, I don't know that they had any, any issues from, from that standpoint. Um, certainly they know that, you know, he's a, uh, you know, maybe his personality isn't for everyone, but part of, you know, Dan Campbell or one of Dan Campbell's strengths, I think, is, you know, being willing to accept everyone's personality, uh, you know, for what it is. And so um, I don't know that that's something that I'm, I'm definitely still trying to to wrap my head around there. And I, I'll tell you this, you know, I've definitely had people tell me the, you know, that they were turned off by, you know, their their interactions with with Kayvon. Um, throughout this process, but I was talking to somebody yesterday who told me that he Kayvon was a, a true professional when when he dealt with them and, and everything that he did. And he just wanted to make sure that, you know, his schedule was right so he could take care of his training away from, you know, like, uh, you know, with his personal trainer and his nutrition and, and things that were pretty mature for, you know, a prospect that's that's 21 years old. So um, I definitely think there's a wide range of opinions on, on um, you know, what what teams would be willing to do with him. So it sounds like you think probably edge rusher at two. So kind of switching gears in the back half at 32 or 34. Do you think a quarterback is possible? I mean, everyone's talking about it. All the fans want a quarterback, it seems. But what do you think personally? Um, You know, this is the other sort of scenario that I guess I'm wrestling with a little bit for my mock draft is um, I – 32, I, you know, I do think a quarterback could be in play for the Lions because, you know, they, they obviously need one long term. Um, at least I, I believe they, you know, they need to find a successor for Jared Goff sooner rather than later. You know, the one thing that's, um, you know, as you look at all the work the Lions have done on these these quarterback prospects and we've all thought about it, in the, the you know, in the, the realm of being like, are these guys in the mix at two or what if someone trades up or the Panthers at six or well what if the Panthers pass and what if, you know, the, the Falcons and the, the, uh, the Seahawks, you know, don't like these quarterbacks in the, the top 10 because none of them are, are sure bets. Like if one of those guys is there at 17, you know, do the lions package 32 and 34 to go up and get a Malik Willis before the Pittsburgh Steelers take him at 20. So I, I think there's a possibility that the lions could, 
you know, that those quarterbacks could fall and that one of them probably Willis is intriguing enough that, you know, the lions would be willing to take him at some point. So, um, yeah, I, I, I don't think they would take a quarterback at 32 just to take one. I think there's, there's, there's value obviously in having, um, you know, the, the rookie contract for a guy that, that then you can build up the, the rest of your team for, you know, four years around them. But, um, I, I think they, I feel pretty comfortable in saying they liked what they, they saw Malik Willis at the senior bowl. And, you know, maybe if there was an opportunity to acquire him somewhere, uh, you know, that's, that's something that they might be interested in doing. And, and that got me thinking, cause with the senior bowl, and with just, you know, mock drafts, there's, there's so many of them these days, but you do see Malik Willis to the Lions at two in some of them. And there was there was the kind of run he had after the Super Bowl. But does it seem as we sit about a week out that it would be in the cards from at two to take him or does it feel like they really want that value of one of those edge rushers up that high? Yeah, I just you know, I I, uh, I did have one GM tell me a couple of weeks ago, you know, that he thought the Lions would take Willis at two. Um, but that's the only you know, connected NFL person that I've, I've found that, that really thinks that I think most, um, you know, most of the feedback I've gotten and, and most of the belief around the league is that those quarterbacks aren't quite worthy of that high a pick. And it's, it's a little weird to say because, you know, there's no great prospect in this draft, right? So it's not like people are, are fawning over themselves for Aiden Hutchinson or Thibodeau or one of the offensive linemen or whoever is up top. Um, so I, I can't rule it out. You know I mean? It's, but I don't think it's, I think the chances are slim that they would take a quarterback that high. I just think there's more, the more I, I talk to people, the, the more likely I, I think it is that, you know, they're hoping that one of those guys slides into the teens where maybe it makes more sense for them to go up and get them. Mm-hmm. It's a different draft, right? If you get an edge rusher at two, if you get Hutchinson or Thibodeau or, you know, Walker, whoever it is at two, and then you get a quarterback along with them. You still get your, your, your playmaker that, you know, can be a difference maker on defense. And then you've got this young guy that you can build around that doesn't need to play, um, you know, for, for, for a year at least. Mm-hmm. So all your insight aside, who would you take it to? Who do you think is uh, worth the pick? It's uh, a good question. Uh I mean, I look, so I would just to give me an answer, probably Thibodeau. Um, you know, I, I think I would be comfortable enough with, with him and his personality to take him at two. Um, I think, you know, the way it works a lot of times in the NFL is you're, you're picking from buckets of players, right? So, you know, you're not, it's not just one, two, three, four, five. It's well, these, you know, four guys are like our elite tier of players. And so, you know, if, if, uh, one of those guys is gone. Well, which of those guys in that bucket best fits your culture, your personality, your, your needs, your, um, you know, all the, the other boxes that are sort of checked. And, and so um, the thing that I've, I've, I've struggled to, to really get a good grasp on in this draft is whether that top bucket is four players, right? If it's Aiden Hutchinson and Kayvon Thibodeau and the, the two offensive linemen, and so then the Lions are taking Thibodeau if Hutchinson isn't there because he, you know, best fits what they need. Or if it's, you know, eight players, if it's those four plus, you know, Sauce Gardner and Jermaine Johnson and Trayvon Walker and Malik Willis. And so then you have many more options and trading down is, is much more appealing. So I think there's there's a variety of thoughts on that. Um, 
but if I had to, if I had to pick one person that I think would be there, you know, at, I would say Hutchinson one, Kayvon Thibodeau two, I would say one of those two guys would, would be my pick for the Lions if I was running, you know, the, the draft. So take away your GM cap. Do you have a favorite draft prospect with all the people you've done research on or interviewed or whatnot? Mm, um, yeah, that's, let me think about that for a sec. You know, I mean, look, I, I like Willis. I I've come around on, I don't, I don't, you know, I, I think he's, he's far away from being what he can be, but um, you guys probably know, like I, I've been a quarterback guy for, for years here, right. Like thinking that the lions need a quarterback and, you know, should draft a successor to Stafford when he was still on the roster. And, you know, I think they, they missed their, their window back there a couple of years ago. Um, and I know Willis isn't in that same, you know, uh, class as, as a Herbert or Burrow or, or some of the other guys that have, have gotten drafted here recently. But, uh, you know, if there's conviction on the Lions standpoint to take him, I would have no problem with them taking him because I think quarterback is, is that important. Um, but having said that, you know, my job doesn't, depend on how that quarterback does um, and Brad Holmes does. So, you know, that's a little, little, a uh, little easier for me to say than for him to pull the trigger on that. Um, you know, Nicobe Dean's another easy one, obviously, you know, he's just such a great player. I know he's, you know, he's fallen in some mocks and, and probably rightfully so because of the, you know, the athletic traits and the, the injury history and that sort of thing. But man, the guy's a really good football player. And, you know, if you get him at 32 and you get, you know, five good years out of him, um, you know, that's a win for your organization. Yeah, I think in any – I myself am a Michigan football fan. Anyone that watched the Orange Bowl game saw him pop out in just that game alone. And I think despite the measurables, they, Lions fans would be overjoyed to have him there at 32 or 34 if you were to kind of slip to that range because he just – his instincts for the ball just are on a different level than watching other college quarterbacks. Yeah, no doubt. No, he's he was uh, – I mean, he was a phenomenal player, and uh, I think you're right. Like, people probably saw Georgia, but maybe, you know, just knew Georgia was great in the defense, you know. And, and But when you watched him against a team that you knew, like Michigan, and you really saw the the, the impact that he had, I think it's pretty easy to, uh, you know, to see why a lot of people think he's just a really good football player. Is there any wideouts you see going in the one one or 2, 32, or 34, or do you think we'll, we'll wait it out until – maybe third. Um, definitely possible that they could take one. I mean, they, you know, they have that need, you know, as we talked about with, with Debo, um, you know, I, I do look at Brad Holmes, the draft history that he had, um, you know, last year, the Lions obviously had a, a bigger need at the receiver position and they waited to the fourth round to take Amon Ross St. Brown, you know, when you go back to what happened in LA when he was a college scouting director there in the Rams, and I know he wasn't, you know, directly pulling the trigger on the picks, but, you know, Cooper Cup was a third rounder and Josh Reynolds was a fourth rounder and, you know, Van Jefferson was a late two. So um, I think receiver is deep enough that, uh, you know, you don't necessarily have to spend 32 on it. You can probably get a pretty good one at 66. And and so, um, you know, as I was sitting down to do my most recent mock, I uh, trying to think off the top of my head. I don't I don't know that I gave him. Maybe I did. Maybe I did. Maybe I did give him a receiver at 34, but. I, you know, I don't think it's a, it's a must that they do it. I mean, obviously the North Dakota state kids, uh, um, you know, he's big and he's fast and, and he would fit. Um, you know, I, I know, uh, you know, George Pickens, I, I gave to the Lions in my last mock, I think at 34, 
Um, you know, I think if you go into round three, though, you know, a guy like a Kelvin Austin, I mean, he doesn't have the size that the Lions are looking for, but that guy's pretty electric and, you know, he can he provide some return too. So um, I think there's, there's some good, good receivers that should be able to contribute uh, year one. It's just a matter of, you know, if you think those guys can maybe eventually be a number one for you and how, how important it is for your offense to have that number one caliber receiver. This one's a little more intricate with specifically Georgia in their historic defense. And there's been past defenses we've seen like Alabama's of the world that have a ton of guys taken in the first and second rounds. And for the most part, they are solid players, but some obviously will be misses because usually a whole defense isn't, um, you know, all going to hit in the NFL. I'm just curious, like, when you're reviewing guys or talking to scouts, how difficult is it in a sense when there's that many guys that are thought to be first and second round talents and then figuring out is one guy just better than another because he's getting, you know, Jordan Davis is drawing double teams the whole time. It's like, I mean, there's safeties, there's three linebackers for them. seems like their whole defensive line is there. It's like, I'm trying to figure out who on these guys is going to be like really legit and who's going to be like, Oh, maybe he benefited from Jordan Davis and Nicobe Dean doing a lot of work. Yeah. I, you know, I think that's where, you know, the, the pros can decipher a whole lot better than, than me, you know what I mean? And, and that's why I sort of lean on those, those, you know, the NFL evaluators for, for my input, because I'm, I'm with you, you know, you see, you see all three of those linebackers flying around and making plays. And it's, it's sometimes it's tough to distinguish like why one player is going to be a great pro or, or has a better potential to be than, than another. I mean, I think that's, that's probably the question that, you know, a lot of people are wrestling with, with, with Trayvon Walker right now too, right? Because he only had, you know, a handful of sacks and, and the way Georgia used them, you know, um, a lot of people, I, I feel like, um, you know, think of him as an interior player, you know, a five technique, maybe a three technique, you know, somebody that you can play, you know, sort of all along the, the inside of the line, flex him out a little bit, you know, at end, but, you know, he also did the outside linebacker drills at, at Georgia's pro day. So, you know, the athletic ability is undeniable and it's just, well, why didn't he get a lot of sacks? Is it because in a lot of pressures, is that just because of how they used them? Is there, was he benefiting from, from Davis, you know, from some of those other guys, like you said. So um, that's a really good question. And maybe one I should, you know, dive deeper into when I, when I ask some guys this, but um, I would just say that's why I tend to trust the, the pros at, at their job rather than try to make some of those decisions myself. Mm-hmm. So we've, you've talked about a little of the guys or a little bit of the guys. Um, is there any under the radar prospects that isn't really getting talked about or somebody you kind of like later in the round, second, third, fourth round um, that nobody's really talking about because it's solely based off of that number two pick? Yeah. Um, you know, I, I think one, one position maybe that we haven't talked about a lot with the Lions is interior defensive line that I think they still could use a player at. And so – uh, the Houston defensive tackle, um, you know, that's a, a name that, um, you know, I didn't, I don't think I mocked him to the Lions in my one that's coming out this weekend, but I, I definitely thought about, you know, putting him or giving him to the Lions at some point because, you know, he has some pass rush, um, you know, so I, uh, I'm trying to think of some, you know, Travis Jones from, from Connecticut's another one, but, you know, I'm a, I'm a fan, I think, of the, uh, the Houston defensive tackle. Um trying to think of some other, uh, uh, you know, deeper, uh, sleeper guys, I guess that, uh, that makes sense for the lions. Um, 
you mentioned Georgia, Quay Walker's uh, another one. I don't know that he's you know much of a sleeper, but as you look at sort of the uh, the linebackers, right? Nicobe Dean gets a lot of love. Um, you know, I think Quay Walker's a, a guy that's probably in the mix for the Lions at 32 or 34 or wherever that could be. Um, Yeah, give me a second on that. Let me let me see if there's you know another name that uh, that that comes to my head on, on sort of an offensive lineman or or, or another position um, that could help the the Maryland safety cross. Um, you know, he's a guy that could be in the mix. I think for the Lions in like round three. You know, if they don't take, I think I gave Jaquan Brisker to the Lions once upon a time um, in one of my mocks at 32 or 34. Um, you know, safety is another position that Brad Holmes has drafted. Uh, late or been a part of, you know, uh, late, later draft picks. And so I think, um, you know, maybe it's, it's rather than look at 32, maybe it's some of the guys that could be there for them at 66 that, that we should, we should start talking about a little bit more. So this is my last question. This is just for my own, you know, sanity at night. There's no chance we're taking a corner at two, right? There's no way. <laughs> I don't have to think about that. You're still shook after the, uh, the I was pick. not happy about the Okuda pick. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I'd uh, look I, again. I think it's best defensive player available. So, you know, Sauce, you know, Gardner's, you know, he's he's a he's a good player. I mean, you know, what they say about him not having given up a touchdown is is true. And you know, he's got the size, and he's you know, I think he needs some of that confidence. Um, but I'd be a little surprised. I, I just think there's, you know, the the value is still such that a pass rusher there makes the most sense. You know, the, um, now the Lions do have some concerns there and, uh, you know, I, I do think maybe there's an opportunity to, to address one of those positions. A guy that I do like for the Lions, if he's around at 32 is, is, is Dax, um, you know, Hill from, from Michigan, because I think he can, he can do a little bit of, um, you know, he can play some slot if you need him, he can play safety, um, I just don't think he's going to make it there, but um, I, I'd be surprised if, if the Lions, uh, I'd be surprised if the Lions took a cornerback at two, but I'd be less surprised than if they were to take a quarterback or an offensive lineman. Let's put it that way. It's good because I don't, I don't think I can sleep. <laughs> You'd be frustrated You'd be putting a, putting a fist through the TV, huh? It would be rough. Yeah. All right. Well, we definitely in, enjoyed your time, Dave. I think that's all the questions for us. So we'll get out of here about half hour in. But uh, thanks again for for hopping on with us. And we're excited to see how everything unfolds yeah, a week you from got now. It. So, awesome. Appreciate it. Thank you. Thanks, Dave. You got it, you got it guys.